How will we get to Small's Island? said Kai. That's easy, said Sophia. We'll just go back and ask Arian if we can borrow his ship. I half expected it to be here, didn't you? Yes, said Kai. The children discussed between them, and then they decided that Kai and Sophia were going to go back to the Greenland, speak to Arian and see if they could borrow his boat, while everybody else waited for them on the North Shore. The two of them held hands and they went back to the woods, and as quick as they could, they turned the page to that of the Greenlands and went back to the Kinder Castle. When they got back to the Kinder Castle, it was busy, but they found Arian soon enough. He was working on some saddles in the stables. Arian, they said, Arian, please can we borrow your boat? We found a message in a bottle, and it said that the galley girls are stranded. They're stranded on Small's Island, and we need to get to them. Oh dear, said Arian. I wish I could tell you you could borrow my ship. But you know what happened, he said. I left it moored on the North Shore. And when I went back there to move it, it was gone. It had vanished. Many, many years I've had that boat there. Never once has it been touched. But for some reason, it was gone. Now maybe it was the wind that took it, but I fear it might have been something else. Oh dear, said Sophia. You mean to say you think your ship was taken? No one can be sure, said Arian. But I'm afraid I can't help you. Kai and Sophia were sad. Poor Arian, his beautiful ship was gone. They hugged Arian, thanked him, and returned as quickly as they could, back to the wood, and then back to the North Shore. And, said the children, what happened? Where's his ship? Well, said Sophia, he said that he had it moored here. It was anchored up, and then, well, he went back to move it, and it had gone. It might have been a storm, said Kai, but it also might not have been. Well, now how are we going to get there, said Willem. I'm not sure, said Kai. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. There must be a way. The children thought and thought. They shared ideas, but none of them could come up with a good solution. They didn't exactly know where Small's Island was anyway. Going in a ship would have been as good a guess as any. But without a ship, well, they had no chance. After a lot of thinking that bordered on arguing at times, Jan said something. Isn't there a map in the book? He said. Yes, said Guy, but it doesn't really have anything other than the mainland on it. Are you sure? said Jan. Yes, I really am, said Kai. I've looked at it many times, and I've definitely not seen any of the islands on it. I'd like to look, said Jan. Kai looked a bit bothered by this suggestion. He thought there was no use to it, but he had nothing else to suggest himself. OK, he said, fine. Let's all go back to the woods and have a look. So that's what they did. They all went back to the woods, and they were inside the holly bush, all of them, Sneers, Snoz, and all of the children. They were looking at the map. They could see the red, the orange, the yellow, all of the lands. They could see the North Shore. They could even see the white sea marked on there. But there was no islands. Just as they were looking, one of the mummers said something. Did you see that? She said. Is there a goat or something in the holly bush with the children? The children suddenly realised that one of the mothers must have spotted one of Sniz or Snoz's horns. As quickly as they could, they opened up the book to the page of the red hand and said, Go, Sniz! Go, Snoz! They stared and stared and stared back at the Vulcan village and were gone. It was Arthur and Willem's mum who popped her nose in. Children, was there an animal in here? She said. No, they said, not at all. 
I could have sworn, she said, that I saw a goat's horn. Am I imagining it? Not wanting to lie, the children said nothing. They just looked at her with slightly rosy cheeks. Hmm, were you playing with sticks then, she said. Again, they just stared and smiled and shrugged their shoulders. Gosh, I think I need a nap, she said, and she went back to the fire. That was a close call, said Oren. Next time we must be so much more careful. As they were looking at the picture, Jan pointed at a tiny speck in the ocean. There, he said, that could be Small's Island. They looked closely. No, that's just a speck of dirt, said Kai, and he went to brush it off. All of these are. There was lots of little dots. But when he went to brush the dust or dirt away, it didn't disappear. Huh, he said. Must be Mark's then. And he tried to rub it. What if they are islands, said Arthur. What if Jan's right? What if all those little dots are islands? Well then, said Kai, how would we know which one is Smalls? I think we could work it out, said Sophia. If you think about it, we were on the north shore, weren't we, Kai? Yes, he said. And then the storm hit, and it blew us north. Do you remember? Yes, said Kai, I do. And then, when the storm was over, we drifted. And we must have drifted in this direction, and she pointed towards the cluster of islands. It would have been the first one that we saw. We didn't pass anything else. And that means, if those calculations are right, it's this speck here, this tiny little dot, that could be Smalls Island. I suppose we could try, said Kai. I'm still not convinced it's not just dirt on the book, but we've got nothing else to go by. And so the children held hands together, and they looked at that tiny dot. They stared, and they stared. It was so tiny that not much in the picture could move. But they stared and stared again. But nothing happened. It's not working, said Kai. I don't think it is anything other than a speck of dirt. Sophia looked at Kai. Kai, we need to remember what it was like to be on Smalls Island. I think that could help. So they closed their eyes, and they held hands with their friends, and they thought about Smalls Island. They thought about the fun they had there, the treasure, the running around and playing. And then they felt that flip in their stomach. (gasps) And they arrived, all of them, on the tropical sandy beach. When they looked around, it wasn't long before they could see that it was Smalls Island that they'd landed on. Look, said Kai, this is definitely Smalls Island. There's the top of that little hut. When they got there, it seemed that nobody was there. Although they did see footprints in the sand. Hello, they shouted, hello, is anybody here? But there was no response. It was getting dark and the sun was beginning to set. What should we do, said Oren and Arthur. Are we going to go home tonight? Are we going to stay here? Rowan ran down to the beach, for he saw a bird dive into the water and pick out a fish the same size as itself and fly off. How is that possible, he said. It can't be. I think we should stay the night, said Guy. Well, I'm going to anyway. Is anyone going to stay with me? There was a big discussion, and eventually they all decided to stay. What about Snores and Sniz? said Oren. We can always go back and get them later, said Guy. But for now, we need to figure out what's happened to the galley girls and why they're not here. That night they made a fire on the beach. And just, just as the last light was sinking into the sea, Kai showed the children Small's little hut. 
They all had a look inside. It was dark and they couldn't see much. Should we sleep in here tonight? asked Arthur. No, said Kai, I don't think we'd all fit. We'll have to sleep on the beach. The weather looks good and the stars are bright. It'll be fine. So the children went back down onto the beach and some of them dug little turtle nests for themselves in the beach. They covered themselves with their own coats and they snuggled down for the night. In the middle of the night, when they were sleeping tightly, Kai felt something grab his face in the middle of the night. He tried to scream, but there was a hand over his mouth and nose. He managed to say. He looked around and it was dark. All he could see was dark shapes. Sophia was making the same noise. Then Kai felt himself being dragged through the sand. He heard the struggle and tussle and squeal of his friends. What was happening? Who were these people, he thought. He was dragged to the other side of the island, where a big bonfire was lit. And he, along with all the other children, was tied up by these mysterious dark figures. As the light of the fire flickered on their terrified faces, one of the dark figures stepped forward. Oh my goodness, said a voice. Is that you? Is that you, Kai? Sophia? I'm so sorry, said the voice. I thought you were pirates. Here, untie them, untie them, said the voice. It soon became clear to the children that these dark figures were not scary at all. They were the galley girls. Is that you, said Sophia? My goodness, you're so scary when you want to be. Look, said Erin, stepping forward. We've got to be a little bit fierce, you know. There's pirates around here that aren't as nice as us. And if we don't defend ourselves, well then goodness knows what might happen. As quick as could be, they untied the children and they welcomed them. No, said Erin. Who's this? They pointed to Rowan. Now I've met the rest of yous. But who's this? This is Rowan, said Kai. He's my cousin. Well, very nice to meet you, said Erin. And she shook Rowan's hand and ruffled his hair on the top of his head. Nice to meet you too, said Rowan, who was a little bit terrified after the whole ordeal. So, come join us, said Erin. We were just about to tell some stories by the light of the fire. I'm sure you've all got some stories since we saw you last, she said. Oh, we've got some stories, said Kai. But none will be as exciting as yours, I'm sure. Erin, tell us everything that's happened since we've seen you last. Well, said Erin, it's not a very pretty story. That I'll tell you, she said. They all sat around the fire and they listened. We decided to stop here, on the way back, as we were going back towards the north shore, she said. But then, well, in the night, we heard voices. And I got up, and I almost got there in time. They took our boat, and we have been stranded ever since. That boat was so much more than a boat to us. It was our home, it was our hope, and it was our freedom. And we don't know who took it, and we don't know where it's gone. And well, without a boat, we're stranded, said Erin. This is awful, said Sophia. We will help you. I don't know how you can, lassie, she said. Without a boat, pirates are lost. We'll find it back, said Sophia, and she held Erin's hands tightly. We'll do everything we can. Well, I'm very grateful, she said. 
I know you mean well. I wish I had as much hope as you, she said. The girls, who all looked skinny and grubby, looked at Sophia with the same sad eyes. Look, said Erin, we can sit here and moping all we like, but I think the best thing we can do is get a good night's sleep, and in the morning we can put these noggins together and see if we can figure out a plan. So that night, the children slept the rest of the night with the galley girls around their big bonfire. As they were nodding off, Erin said, Bronwyn! Will you keep watch tonight? If you see any lights from any boats, put some damp seaweed on. Make a good smoke signal. Aye, said Erin. On duty, ma'am. And with that, they fell asleep. <laughs>